Hey there, welcome back. I apologize for such a large delay in creating this new episode. Our home has been going through it with the sickness. So we tried to run away for a week with both of our parents, but that didn't work either. We all ended up getting sick there as well. So man oh man, has it been an experience. But let me tell y'all what we did. So my husband had told me months and months ago that he would take me on vacation anywhere I wanted to go. So I took that as my personal opportunity to go to Kentucky. What's there? I'm so glad you asked. My in-laws, my dad, my husband, my one-year-old little girl, the dogs, we all packed up to visit the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum in Kentucky. In case you hadn't heard of it, it's two separate museums. They're about 45 minutes away from each other out in the middle of absolute nowhere. The Creation Museum um, it leads you from the beginning of the beginning you know, God created um, the light and the earth and the water and the animals and Adam and Eve all the way through to Jesus. It leads you through um, the beginning of times when it was the perfect world into destruction and how Jesus saved us from all of those things. It leads you through a lot of the theories that the world believes, the world being those who do not believe in creationism and Christianity. And it shows you the reality of those situations and how things occurred according to the faith from what we find in our Bibles. So it's really cool. They even go into detail as far as explaining the occurrence of dinosaurs, the Grand Canyon, the Ice Age, um, what happened with Babylon when everybody got dispersed and their languages got all mixed up and how it affected us and so much more. And it's absolutely fascinating. So the Ark, again, it goes into detail about some of those same things. And of course, it's the main attraction at the Ark Encounter. It's a full-scale replica of Noah's Ark. They tell you so much about what we know to be factual about the ark according to the bible and how noah was instructed to build it by god with all these certain parameters that he had to stay in and they used their artistic license that's why you have to say it artistic license to show how they think that he and his family you know because it was him and his three sons and their wives um how they might have managed to take care of all the 6,000 plus animals on the ark along with what those animals could have looked like. I definitely appreciated how they made the distinction between what was definite truth from what we know in the Bible and the other parts that they referred to as their artistic license. So everything they know to be truth it's all sourced throughout the experience it was a really great time um so when you're looking at something it would say hey we found this evidence in this book this chapter these verses blah blah so i'm so glad i took the opportunity to visit i would love to go back one day 10 out of 10 recommend it um i want to go back when we are having you know more finished having kids and they all get to an age where they can fully grasp what's going on it's extremely eye-opening and very in-depth definitely a lot for a toddler just letting y'all know but for anyone that's trying to expand their knowledge on all the biblical truth it's definitely a must just seeing the full-scale arc it's eye-opening and just kind of like when you look at a mountain or you look at the ocean and you see how big it is it definitely makes you <clears throat> feel small and lets you see how big God is that he equipped this man and his family to build such a thing. 
So you'll need two full days, a sack of snacks, but do it. Go on and do it. So why I'm here talking to you today. Let's get to the point. Let's get to what God's been pushing through to me and putting on my heart. Um, it breaks down as this. It's crazy how much the world manipulates you into believing that you have to do things in a certain way to be successful. Um, the world kind of manipulates you into thinking where and how to find your worth. So, let's dip our toes into this subject pool by beginning in Romans 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which, your spirit, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. <clears throat> Do not be conformed to this world. Put it on a sticky note in your bathroom mirror. Uh, I don't care. Read it day and night. Write it on the back of your hand. Set a reminder on your phone every single day. I don't care what you do, but as a child of God, in a day and time where we're so easily provoked and influenced in our actions by all this technology and all this media, remember who you are and whose you are. Carry your sword of the Spirit, which is the Word, with you daily. Be sure to put on that full armor of God daily. You can find that whole armor of God in Ephesians 6 with all the details about all of it. But today I want to put special emphasis on the helmet of salvation. This mighty piece was given to us to protect our minds. It saves us from doubts and frustrations. I spoke to a friend yesterday, who like a lot of us do, definitely me included, clearly had not taken the time to put on her helmet with her morning coffee. So the result of her not wearing it was complete frustration. Y'all, there are not enough cups of coffee in the world to remove influences, okay? of the not-so-wonderful kind. When we don't use the equipment and the tools that God has so richly given us, we lose the reality of who He is. He is He's just full of richness and goodness and omniscience and His light. Y'all, the Lord is omni He's everywhere. He's everywhere at all times. He's behind you, in front of you, in you. He is absolutely everywhere. He knows all things. He is and was and he'll always be. So this friend, like we all do, she spent a little bit too much time listening to what the media said and what people surrounding her said, family included, and what the entire world is saying. Even what the entire world is not saying. So listen to me, friend. I don't know if you know this, but pull out that second sticky note, put a second reminder on your phone, whatever you got to do to engrave this in your brain. You cannot and you will never ever be able to predict the future. I know that may hurt your feelings because you've been spending so much time weighing those pros and cons and looking up scientific statistics, but luckily for you, I'm here to remind you of something. 
Your path is guided by the one and only Holy One that has quite literally been there, done that, and he's gotten the t-shirt, okay? So we have to stay in this guarded state of mind. Yes, we're told to go out into the world and to continue to do so, to spread the love that God has for us, but we are fully transformed. Our minds are renewed, just like Romans 12 tells us. You'll face every day the temptation of going the way of the world versus the way of the way. He isn't called the way, the truth, and the light for absolutely no reason. Okay? So everything that comes from him is good. And just as this verse states, he enables us through our transformation to discern what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. What his will is versus what our wants are. So now... While there's social media giving you these little whispers in this ear and the government's whispering in this ear and your family and your friends are doing just their very best to just scream their opinions louder than both of the others over everything else, there is one voice that you should be listening to. The voice of God. He is the giver of peace. So this decision that you're trudging through probably looks about as clear as mud for some reason in my head I have this crazy um, little vision you remember back in the 90s when on Nickelodeon they were just constantly dumping this green slime on folks okay so you can't see you can't hear you can't concentrate because all this filth and slime and lies are just being dumped on your head those little cheap goggles you have on they're not doing quite enough to protect you about like the fact that you only read a quick devotion this morning and moseyed on about your business pretending like you spent some time with god uh, but we all realize that's just an excuse to say that you're going through the motions right because you know god can't see that at all Okay, too far. So, <laughs> we spend, when we spend deep, deep time with the Lord day and night and we rest in His Word with our full armor of God on, we are fully protected. So, that looks less like this pair of tiny, cheap goggles and more like this huge, you know those big, huge blow-up hamster balls that you see people um, on like AFV walking around on the water, full protection, not a drop of water on them. Okay, well, in this case, slime on them. They are fully protected. My analogy just got a little far. But you see where I was going with that. So, to sum it all up, it's like this. Look at your true purpose. What has God been telling you through the devoted time that you have taken to spend with Him The last commandment that we were given from Jesus was to make disciples. So next time that you're facing something that seems difficult and draining, instead of first reaching for that magic eight ball you got sitting over there from eighth grade, sit down, talk it out with the one who made you. This is what I told my friend to ask herself. Three things. From what you know of Jesus, everything you know, what do you think that he would do right now? in this situation from me as a married woman to her as a married woman I said what does your husband think he's the spiritual leader of your home where is he at because sometimes us women we try to carry so much especially this day and age because our roles have gotten mixed up in the household a lot and that's a whole different story for a whole different day 
But sometimes there are things that we have to give to our husband. We have to hand it over and we have to pray for God's guidance for them to make the correct decision for their family because that is their purpose. And our purpose is to support and love and spiritually uplift our husbands, right? Okay, so how, the third question is, how will this decision make or break your ministry as a follower of Jesus Christ? You are fearfully and wonderfully made, so let's make sure that we're all fearing the Lord and not fearing our enemies. Because the God we serve, He's great and He's mighty. He knows all things. He created all things. And He is who He says He is. How are you handling that hectic situation? Ask God. Do you need to retaliate or to respond? Ask God. Do you need to participate in this or do you need to leave it right where it is and move on? Ask God. Do you need to move forward in this um, journey that you're in or do you need to sit tight and look for the next door? Ask God. This, as much as we hate to hear it, is not our life to live. It was gracefully gifted to us through the sacrifice of Jesus and we should not be okay with wasting a, a single minute Worrying about tiny, though they may seem huge at the time, discomforts that are so fleeting. Y'all, emotions are fickle. We are led by them instead of Him. And when we do that, our actions, they're just unpredictable. They're less than satisfactory. And that causes us to fall so short of the glory of God continually, time after time. That is the purpose of Jesus is to cover that because we're always going to fall short of the glory of God, but we need to put in our best efforts to gracefully lead other people into their discipleship and be all that we can be for the glory of God, okay? So I'm going to leave you with this, Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? This can also be found in Luke 11 verses 19 through I mean 9 through 13. When God makes it a point to repeat things, sit up, sit straight and listen. Okay? Listen. This does not mean that you're going to get a mansion and that you're going to get, you know, the newest greatest car and all these things if you follow Jesus but it does promise you everlasting life so you can you know you can see the difference when we ask for guidance which he will give if we ask but we have to ask he listens he gives us everything that we need for his glory and it's all good because everything that comes from him is good. Don't be afraid to ask. Never be afraid to ask. I want to encourage you in that. Do not be afraid 
to ask. He says, it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. And that includes the gift of wisdom and peace through his holy name. Okay? So let's pray. Lord, you are powerful. You are wonderful. You are God. There is not a thing coming our way that you don't already see coming. We are humbled to serve a God that specializes in the impossible There's not a time in our lives that we should fear any outcomes of what's heading our way because each trial and tribulation comes with purpose for you to show through us who you truly are and what you are capable of. You make us into an example for your holy name and there's nothing, nothing more humble than that. Thank you, Lord, for your graciousness and your love for us and your holy precious name. Amen.